everything. My gum has a cure for cancer. It does. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> no, it absolutely does not. Oh, tears are good lube. They are. They are. I'm taking another dick. Uh, probably. I'm a homosexual. Well, I've had seven dicks inside of me. Kinda. Everyone will be coming on my face. Sometimes. OMG, a jizz drinking game. <laughs> I make money from my sex work. I do. I really, really do. You know, I'm recording like all of this. I right? know. <laughs> you good to go? Yeah, I'm good. Right, let's fucking do this. This show will pollute listeners' ears with foul language, occasional sexually explicit content, and more irony than is allowed for single episodes. last several years, distributors of obscenity have expanded into new areas, employing new technologies and reaching new audiences. Neither our constitution, our courts, our people, nor our respect for common decency and human suffering will allow this trafficking in obscene material. Cinema PsyOps. Which exploits women and men alike to continue. Sharing filth-laden desires on mic to warp the brains of listeners until they are all demented deviants. Federal laws are being violated, and thus I am committed to redoubling the federal effort to ensure that those criminal elements who are trafficking in obscenity are pursued with a vengeance and prosecuted to the hilt. The fact that society is becoming much more open now, uh, less repressed, and I think there's less need for cinema psyops. Without dignity, they shout into the void in a vain attempt to be loved. Living in this culture now where there's just icebergs of filth floating through every house on Wi-Fi, it's inconceivable what it must be like to be a young adolescent now with this kind of access to... Cinema PsyOps. It must be dizzying and exciting, but corrupting in a way that we can't even think about. A pirate ship with a tattered flag, sailing across seas of questionable movies while firing cannons of disdain. Cinema PsyOps. Long may she sail. Hello and welcome to Cinema PsyOps. Sitting across from me in the studio, perplexed and trying to get his shit together for his notes, is Matt. God, carry the two. Oh, oh hey, everyone. How's it going? Carry the two? What kind of notes did you take? Math? That's... Hello, weren't you in the class? The movie is called Lurkers. We're not in math class anymore. What movie? Your early onset Alzheimer's from your alcohol is getting really bad. Is it? Yeah. I don't even remember having a drink ever. <laughs> it's really, really bad then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how's it going, Court? I don't know. That joke fell really fucking flat. It did. Everything fell flat. Yeah. Everything we were trying to do is flat. Everything's flat chested. I mean flat. What? Yes. Let's make a sexist joke while we're at it and name out a specific person that you feel is flat chested. I'm not going to do that. No, go for it. I don't even know anybody's flat chested. You don't even know. You won't associate with someone who doesn't have breasts. <laughs> That's right. You fucking That's pig. why you're my friend. <laughs> well, I have packs, which are basically like tits made out of meat <laughs> with a healthy dose of fat over top. <laughs> 
I want people to be exactly like me, so they have to have breasts. Mine have gone away. Yeah. That's the first spot I lost. My moobs are gone. I'm actually fairly lucky. All my fatness just goes in my gut. I've never gotten man boobs, so I'm very lucky on that. I like, only had very like, lucky. I only had like a little bit. I don't and think that you wasn't had even much. That was, like, yeah. I, you couldn't tell even when you wore a t-shirt. Like There are some dudes, we have some friends of ours, <laughs> who if they just wear... You have t- to be extremely careful yeah. here. Who, if, extremely careful. careful. Who, even if they just wear a t-shirt or anything. like Not anymore, really, but you used to be able to tell. It's like some have lost also a shit ton of weight so well okay now you're really making it very specific to that person that knows that you're talking about his moobs well it's over but <laughs> no and you mean your friendship when he hears this episode possibly <laughs> no probably not he won't ever uh, listen to he, it yeah he won't and he doesn't care uh <laughs> fair enough he would probably expect this uh <laughs> We might as well just name him no, then. I'm not yeah. doing that to the poor guy. Um, <laughs> but there, and but others too. Like I have seen others. Like when they just even wear like like I'll be at work and you'll see a guy who's wearing like a freaking polo, like a, like a polo, yeah, yeah, and it's two shirted because you can tell he's an undershirt underneath it. And they're still there. And you're just like that's a rough go. Like I've never had that problem. I got really lucky. And like yours, I like you can never see yours either. So and they and really, believe me, I was looking. <laughs> they were never really anything. No. All that. I don't think no. Like nice... I gain, I gain weight the same way you do. It's like a giant gut, and that's it. Yeah, like right. It's an apple shape. We like just look it. pregnant, and it's not even so much pregnant. It looks like I swallowed a fucking keg, and I'm just holding it there. Give me a keg of beer and some of these. <laughs> so, folks, you have ten weeks until our two hundredth episode. Oh my god, two hundred episodes! That starts our full franchise fest that closes us out for year four and Are puts we... us into five total years. We're not announcing it We're yet. We're not announcing what it We're is. Just going to tease it. That's what I'm doing ooh, here. Ooh, I know it. you don't know a lot about foreplay because your style of foreplay is to punch him in the mouth and say Sako's the weasel. I will done punch him in the fart box. That is foreplay. <laughs> If you I've just jumped right it, into it? I just jumped right into touch but tongue punch in the far box. What? <laughs> I like how you circumvented that whole like excuse of me to make a joke about yeah, how yeah. no wait that's me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is my lovemaking style. It is it. Sock someone in the mouth and scream pop goes the weasel. <laughs> <laughs> then after everything is done, it was been a lovely tea party. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean I'm not a brute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be careful because I use the term I'm not a savage before. Yeah. And it was pointed out to me by a mutual friend of ours that that is often used as a derogatory slang for Native Americans. Oh, oh, that's true. God, we can't even say that. Yeah, and I never thought of it that way. So now I'm trying to use the term yeah. brood instead. No one has brought that up to me. And I think I've used that term savage before. Not describe myself, but say, man, well, that was savage. It's a mutual friend of ours and you know her and you know how she likes to push buttons. And she knows that's something that bothers me. Oh, so she was yeah. giving me shit because she knew it would bug me that I said it. Yeah. And I. And I profusely apologized for like 20 to 30 hours afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I should text the guy right now that I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just going to text them. Yeah. You know what, guys? I'm just going to say it now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In I really general, am. I am and a white male and I'm very sorry about I, that. I am a white male and that sucks and I'm sorry. Yeah. I've had so much privilege and ease in my life that I can't even begin to understand your turmoil and your suffering out there, listener. And I'm very sorry about that. Yes. Yes. But what I'm not sorry about is that we are on episode 190. That's that's awesome. We are 10 away from 200, and I'm not revealing what the full franchise fest is, but I can speak for Matt and I both when I say that this is the most excited we will ever be about a full franchise fest from now until the future. I don't think we will ever find one we will love as much as the one we're about to do. I don't think so. Yeah. I, uh, in, uh, well, unless you did Star Wars for me for some reason, like for some reason you woke up and you found your heart grew three sizes. 
it would take a lot more than three sizes. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I would Star have to Wars... have a Dickensian turn of events, like Ebenezer Scrooge style, but for, for w- me to want to do a full franchise fest of for, the Wars of Stars. But, but for one that we're both as excited about, it will never happen. Again. Yeah, equally never. excited about. Equally excited about, it will never happen again. unless we do the soft porn series Witchcraft. Yes, or unless we do a full odd porn series like Naughty Anal Nurses One Through One Hundred, then I might be as excited about that. As Haven't this. we said enough by 85? <laughs> <laughs> no, man, no. They don't get into the groove until like 89, 95, man. Those are the best. <laughs> <laughs> but if you guys want to take some guesses as to what the full franchise fest is that we're dropping hints about, absolutely, by all means, give it a shot. See what you come up with. And yeah. uh, if somebody guesses it, even this week, like once this is released, by the time episode 191 records, if somebody actually guesses it, I'll fucking cop to it. Yeah, will you? I totally will. I'll cop to it. Because it's not that huge of a deal. I just like to kind of tease the audience and try and get them as excited about doing just, this, just, listening to it as we are about just, doing it. You just like to give the tip to the audience. Just yeah. the tip. Yeah. Just play it around with it a I'm little. I'm a gentleman. You are. I lube it up and yeah. I go in inch by inch just, until I'm done after the third. <laughs> <laughs> Like 75% of this shit that we just said just got cut out. Oh, it had to have, yeah. 75 to 85%. <laughs> but I'm leaving this part in so that people will wonder just how bad it actually got. It got bad. It, it got, got real bad. It got real. It got super bad. And now watch the moment you start listening to this, you're like, I'm too lazy to cut this out. It just stays. I've done that too. So the scavenger of the pre-pocalypse brought me a new computer. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. I don't have it set up yet. It still has a lot of work to be done. Oh. But it's uh, iMac 20. 7 inch. Okay, so it's another Mac. Yeah, it's twice the computer of what I currently have. Nice. That's before I add RAM to it mm-hmm. and a new set of hard drives. Ooh. One a SSD blade like Mac likes to do. It's their own proprietary thing. Mm-hmm. Although other places have kind of done the PCIe slot version of it, but Mac has their own version of the fucking blade things that they do. But anyway, I'm going to be souping it up, but the problem is it's one of those altogether glass and LCD screens on this iMac. It's an iMac. Yeah. But there's a crack across the glass. Oh, no. So I have to peel that screen off yeah. to get to the hard drive, and we'll see if I can do it successfully. It's going to be fun. Well, I bought tools to be able to do all this with, so I'm not just going to go in there with a fucking knife. I thought of it. Yeah, I know. I was like, looking at you. I'm like, but you thought of it, did you, to go in there? You know, I might have actually tried to save some money and just done it myself with a blade. Yeah. With an actual blade blade. Yeah, yeah. But the glass is cracked, and I want to try and do this as best as possible. Yeah, I would, I would get some specialized tools for this kind of action. Well, I already have a penis. I don't know how much more specialized of a tool I need to do anything. Well, it is probably small enough to fit behind that screen. Oh, well, it's at least three inches. <laughs> it's, like if, a, it's like a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> yes, I have the Swiss Army knife of cock. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to take a little... Br- wide opener? Well, it does have a little bit of a cork. Yeah, it's, it's like it's a pig's nice. ass. Yeah. But on that note, we're going to take a break here. We're going to play a promo for a podcast that more than likely has an issue with something we've just said. Maybe. I don't know. But they're just happy we played a promo, I'm sure. I think so. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Or they don't want to associate with us anymore. Mar- this is where my head goes. I keep thinking, you say, they're just happy we played a porno. And I'm like, we we, we did win. I don't think we have a porno of these two gentlemen from this particular podcast. Yeah. But I'm not saying we don't want to see it. I'm just saying that we currently don't have it. No. Hey, Paul, what I was thinking is that we need to cut a promo. Yeah, I've been working on some ideas. It's just I don't really know where to go with it exactly. What if I got like a filter where we could just kind of talk normally and we can have kind of a script, but then yes. I can I can like filter it so that one of us will have one kind of voice and then one will have the other. 
I want to put my request. Make me as Freddy Krueger. Can you do that? Maybe instead of the voices, what if we tried to like write a skit, develop a whole thing, and we have a backstory? And but well, I don't know. That might be kind of too long. So well, like screeching cars and explosions and fireworks and yeah, and, yeah. Well, what about I ins- like it. Maybe instead of you know doing a filter, we could just like reach out to Robert England himself, and maybe Ooh. he can you know just record a promo for us sometime. Do you think? I, I mean, I, we might have to like raise some money. We can do a Kickstarter, and we could just throw it out to like Robert England and you know sure, just sure. just all kinds of actors, and and I think people will do that. I think. Sure. Why not? Well, you know what? I don't know. Maybe we're overthinking this whole thing. How about if we just tell people where to find us? I like that. You can find us at Who Will Survive on iTunes, Stitcher, on the Legion Podcast Network, and on the Raw Live and Unedited Podcasting Network. Also on Facebook and Instagram under the same name. Oh, wait. Can we do it? underwater oh, with piranhas killing me that would kind of be brutal and if that doesn't work then you can do the regular promo all right well just get in the water and i'll go get some fish all right cool a song or does a song or does anything having to do with music it's short sweet to the point yeah that song's two minutes i played just a little over half of it right there there's a spirit in my house though and he's got demons in his head yeah 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 that that really fits pretty well with this i think pretty well right on the nose man yeah and yeah. we pretty much are gonna run out of time if we keep talking about how much this song fits so we're gonna we've talked longer about how this song fits than the song actually is sort of yes yeah yeah, yeah and yeah, actually yeah. we'll be talking about this trailer and bitching about it just about as long as that song actually is when kathy was a child her mother warned her what would happen if she was bad i'll have them come and take you away her mother called them lurkers they scared her then they're terrifying her now for christ's sake i don't think i saw it i did see it lurkers watching her following her Haunting her. These things will come out of the walls. Horrible old people. And I can't help you. You're a priest. How can you say that? You're my own flesh and blood. They're not just in her nightmares now. They're real. Remember when you were a child? You were supposed to die. And this time, they're going to get her. You were right to be afraid, Kathy. Lurkers. This is about hell. Mother was right. Close your eyes for a big surprise. 
that's pretty much it. Like, you don't even have to I, fucking do notes, right? The notes I mean, are over. We're done, right? Yeah, that's the whole movie right there. Folks, this was a short they, 190. They give you the fucking twist reveal of everything. Uh, it's so fucking ridiculous. A fucking minute of a trailer gives you the entire 90-minute plot. Yeah. Lays it out perfectly, reveals everything, Wait. gives away all of the twists. Wait, but it didn't give out all that great filler of driving around or stupid frolicking around the city taking pictures. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of bitching to be done about that kind yeah. of stuff. Oh, my God. There's so much fucking filler in this fucking movie. All right. Let's just go ahead and dig uh, in. All right. Uh, we open up the movie. We're outside an apartment building. Some kids are skipping road outside. Uh, we cut inside to one of the apartments, and a mom is telling her daughter to eat, but the daughter states she's not very hungry. The mom uh, says, well, maybe they will make you eat, and they will make you behave. Uh, the kid starts to get scared. She just wants to read. Uh, the mom grabs her food, says you'll eat it for lunch, and then you'll eat it for dinner. You know, you'll eat to eat. So the mom's pretty fucking abusive. What mom's doing to her is abusive? Oh, yeah. That's not how moms are supposed to get their kids to eat? No, buddy, no. By terror and threats and... No, no, buddy. That's, that's wrong? That's that. That's that's really wrong. That's bad. That's bad. Yeah. Oh, dude. Hey, buddy, you all right? No. Wow, you just had an epiphany right in front of me. Yeah. Uh, you need to go get another tattoo? No, I think I need to call my court-appointed therapist again. Oh, yeah, yeah. How is Raymond? I don't know. I'll ask. <laughs> okay. you, you go ahead and do the notes. I'll All be right. back. Anyway, so uh, my mom's even getting more pissed. And now- yeah, Raymond. Oh, God. Raymond. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. Listen, man. No. Oh, no. No, I'm not fucking good, Raymond. Oh, he's having no. Oh, Jesus Christ, Raymond. You realize what I just found out? Uh-huh. Don't yeah. watch the movie Lurker, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. That was my fucking mom, Raymond. Oh, God. He's never do you hear lurkers. me, Raymond? That was my fucking mom. Okay. Am like- I coming through the fucking mic? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. She, she, yeah, you are. Ray, I'll call you back, Raymond. Oh, sorry, go ahead. All right, not a problem. <sighs> This is bad. Uh, let's see here. Anyway, the uh, kid starts to cry. Uh, the mom gets even more pissed. Um, she tells her that she's going to go outside and play. She's just like, but mom, they're out on the steps. She says, you are going to go out. Um, she ex- actually brings over what seems to be a hot iron over to the girl. We hear a scream. And then we see the young girl start walking out. And she comes outside. Two little girls are playing jump rope. Ask Kathy if she would like a turn at jumping rope. And as she's going, we see this creepy little albino girl kind of staring at her and then the two other little girls kind of take the rope and start choking Kathy with it. They're each one pulling on each end. They kind of looped it around her neck. Kids play that kind of game all the time. Oh, no, no. Dude, that's not normal. Cousins. I've done some some bad things. Oh, God. You were the one choking? Or you were the one being choked? A little bit of both. Okay, just tell me your first boner in life was it being choked. Maybe. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, Listen, you're going to need to call Raymond again, but like, Later, later, yeah, not during the show. Yeah. Later, shit. Later, I, 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 I gave him the link to that I gave you to the movie. He's gonna watch it. And He's we'll gonna get watch. Back. Okay, yeah. that's that's good. That's good. Please in, in, include the the boner choking. Oh, God moment. damn it! Right. Okay, yeah, I'll write okay. that down. Too. Thank you. All right, that's that's gonna explain a lot. <sighs> anyway, can we get back to the little girl getting yes. choked to death, please? Yes, by all means. Oh God. <laughs> Don't sound that excited about it. Right, right. It's God a, it's damn it. <laughs> Raymond told me to pretend like I have emotions until I actually feel them, so. Well, yeah, but your emotion, he, he, but you need to feel the, pretend to feel the correct emotions. How am I supposed to know what that was? You've heard how I was raised. <laughs> well, I'm going to give you, this one, you should be shocked and outraged. Oh, right. Right. Do we have to talk about this? It's horrible. It is, yeah. Go on. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> 
Anyway, the little girl's getting choked out. Uh, <laughs> and as she's being choked out, the little creepy albino girl's watching. And then we see an older lady dressed in what I can only describe as drapes. Uh, she's kind of staring. <laughs> yeah, it's like a shawl that looks like the floral pattern of like a 1960s drapery. Hence, here forth, and you're going to see her later, she is known as Drape Lady. And <laughs> Makes sense. I'll accept that. All right. The older, this Drape Lady, she starts to stare down the creepy little kid, and the creepy little kid disappears. And once she does all the other kids stop choking uh kathy so uh that night uh kathy is trying to sleep and mom actually she has a light on and mom removes the light bulb from her room i mean fuck well it's costing a lot of power those were old school incandescent lights they just drain wattage out the wazoo and just because the little girl's scared doesn't mean she has the right to keep as bright a light on as possible yeah it does man no i mean that's, who that's, cares for their kids no that's what parents do they make the kid tough it out no not like that oh god damn it is this something else yes fuck good god almighty man dude you gonna be okay i I guess we'll let raymond decide it's getting nicer here you want to go check the ball around a bit that's not gonna help it might checking the ball around with your pals as uh, the mom leaves the room the little girl goes underneath her bed and grabs a flashlight and goes underneath her covers at this point we keep hearing like voices and like crying and whining and then we see these entities starting coming out of the wall and they look like very disformed people they're wearing people clothes but look very disformed in the face yeah their faces are a bit disfigured now anyone who has actually seen the sentinel is starting to wonder what the fuck's going on and haven't i already seen this movie i've never seen the sentinel stuff actually you just did when you did the notes for lurkers Lurkers, yeah yeah there's a heavy we want to be the sentinel vibe all about this Uh, movie i gotcha uh we now jump to kathy and we are in the present day we know that because it has words and it tells us it's very convenient. It literally pops up the phrase says, Kathy, Kathy present, present day. day. So no we'll, punctuation to confuse you. Nope. It's there. We're like, okay. Hey, listen, I appreciate it, movie, because my simple brain could fucking follow that we are looking at adult Kathy. <laughs> With her fucking instrument. <laughs> and her shockingly oversized shoulder pads. Oh my, well, that's just to help balance her out from her shockingly oversized hair. That was the 80s. Yeah, I mean. Why they wanted every fucking woman to look like the juggernaut in silhouette, I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't think of it like that. It just popped into my head. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. That's beautiful. Sometimes being mentally divergent is a good thing. Uh, we see a drapes lady is watching her uh, from behind her and as Kathy's kind of not paying attention to things she's walking she almost gets hit by a cab but the drape lady kind of pulls her back and we see that same creepy albino girl in the backseat of the cab watching so somebody's been trying to take Kathy out at the opportune moments for a long goddamn time I think so Uh, we see a dude who is trying to wave Kathy down Uh, they are both talking and that becomes our very first clip Kathy he's your brother who's going to want to be at your wedding Bob, you don't know Phil. We haven't spoken in years. For Christ's sake, Kathy, he's a priest. You have to at least call him. There's a lot of stuff that happened a long time ago. I don't think he's forgiven me. You've told me all of that. I still think it's worth a shot. He's your only living relative. I know. 
sorry, Kathy. I know that it's painful for you. I didn't mean to bring it up. They spend the day and frolicking around the city, and he's taking pictures of her in what we will tentatively call filler part one. This is quite a montage of filler. Yeah. I started having flashbacks to Last House on Dead End Street. Fucking right. I was like, Jesus Christ, don't do it's this It's everywhere. Come on, movie. Stop it. They had a probably about, what, 85 minutes, maybe 75 minutes worth of movie, 85 max. Yeah. That they padded out with about 20 minutes of these kind of montages. Uh-huh. And it's like you didn't even get to like, okay, you're in the city. Give us cool locations in the city. It was like one little location, and they just took multiple pictures in the same location. They found a tree in Central Park that no one was peeing on and used it for a good five to ten minutes for most of these photographic montages. I bet there was pee on that tree, though. Oh, yeah. It, it had been urinated on. It was it, just that no one had been currently doing it. This is New York in the 80s, so it's a fucking hellhole. The whole thing is drenched with urine, of yeah. course. The, the entire... All of lower... Is there an urban environment with homeless people? It's drenched in urine. All of Manhattan in the 1880s was drenched in urine. All of our city, as tiny as it is, is drenched in urine. Yeah. That's just how it is. That's just me. That's all your fault? That's all me, man. Well, at least you got a sure flow going. I know, right? It, it smells like asparagus. Uh, later on, um, Bob, the fiance, is developing some pics of, and then we get this weird, this is weird padding, too. I'm kind of okay with this padding. It's these two bottles. I did not find this padding at all. I found this both informative <laughs> and exhilarating. Number one, there are various stages of undress while talking about uh, their uh, various states of undress, talking about financials of a friend of theirs, and then their future financial portfolios and investments. Yeah, they're talking about stock planning and futures investments and like living off of dividends and all of this stuff yeah. that is actually quite informative if you want to learn a little bit. It's here. It serves an entirely non-purpose for the movie. Well, first of all, you have two women in states of disrobe who get paid to be models yeah. that very very clearly don't need to be paid to be models. Yeah, one says she's a Menza Exactly, member. exactly. So what they're doing is breaking the stereotype of the dumb model by just, doing this just, just. and showing us tits. <laughs> I fucking love this scene. I thought this was amazing. <laughs> I just didn't get why it was in there. Why doesn't it have to? Why, why shouldn't it be in I'm there? I'm not. Okay. All right. I'm not He's a photographer. Argue. They're yeah. models. We need boobs to bring people's attention into this movie yeah. and bring them back after the seven to eight minute <laughs> montage of photography of a fully clothed woman standing in front of the same tree. Just... <laughs> the movie lost me until they started talking financials and dropping their fucking bra. That fucking was in there for no fucking reason other than have a couple of girls showing tits and talking about financials. Yeah. yeah. It was extremely informative and extremely exhilarating. I'm not arguing it's any one brilliant of the, filmmaking. I'm not arguing either one of those two points. Uh-huh. I'm just saying it had zero to do with the movie. Zero. I think it establishes that the people that are involved with this particular photographer have a little bit more going on below the surface than what you would normally see. Okay. So it makes you a little bit inquisitive or that's what it's attempting to do is make you inquisitive about the other people people in that world. Well, anyway, uh, we see another woman come up, and she's fully dressed. She's just coming into the building. Her name is Monica, apparently. Monica wants to talk to Bob, and uh, they meet. She's tired from her travels, and uh, Bob wants to know if they're still on for Friday, and she ensures them that they are, and she says, no, you better get back to your two, like, she like calls them, like, nitwits or something, doesn't she? Or she, she uses a derogatory
derogatory term to describe the two models who are clearly talking intelligently about their financials. Right. So how intelligent is she if she can look down upon them? Or she's just jealous that they're smart. And I, maybe. I don't know. See, I'm still trying to go with the whole storyline of what they're trying to slowly develop here. Uh-huh. And I feel like there are threads that are starting to be kind of blended Woven. together. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Bob- Granted, I'm overreaching because goddamn that scene with the two popping their boobs, that was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> Just saying. Uh, what do you remember about the financial information? Uh, that I'm a casual investor, according to them, because I don't have a trust fund from my daddy to help me get started in investing. That's right, because she got money from her daddy when she passed Mensa. Yeah. yeah. Bobby Kathy then stopped by their wedding planner, and they go over wedding invitations, and that's... It, it, other than him wanting black, it, uh, maybe that's a thread of the movie, but again, this part felt a little fillerish. Yeah, but they're supposed to be getting married, so he's going to have to go go through the whole rigmarole to make her feel like they're maybe, going to be getting married. I, I, maybe they're going for, yeah, that's what they're trying to show. That Oh, Bob's a good guy, you know, until the turn happens. Sure. Uh, Kathy wants to know if Monica is coming to the wedding. Uh, and she has never even been to their studio or never met Monica. Bob says that there's going to be a party there on Friday and she can see the studio and meet Monica then. Uh, now it's practice time for uh, Monica or uh, for Kathy's Symphony, and as the two guys in the sound booth start arguing, uh, Kathy sees Albino Creep Girl, and she paper clips right the fuck out of the studio. Yes. All the while, those two assholes were fighting over, again, pretty much nothing, except for one guy really wanted to go digital. If he doesn't, he's going to quit. Yeah, there's somebody upstairs making noise, and it could possibly come through the recording, so the other guy sends him upstairs, and basically what he was getting at was, you could gate that out, and if you went digital, you could get rid of that noise when you did hear it in the background, and you wouldn't have to worry about it and he was tired of always being sent up there because he's not the assistant. She later on at night tells Bob uh, about seeing the kid and he says that she works far too hard and then it's time to tongue punch the fart box. <laughs> this is also some filler but this is filler we could all be fine with. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this is, this is a soft core <laughs> porn <laughs> scene of a very high caliber <laughs> featured prominently the beautiful body of our main actress playing Kathy. Yeah, she's um, she's well built. She is gorgeous from head to toe. She, she is unbelievably well put together. And she beautiful. was put together. Yeah, she she yeah. is she's well she's well built. She's. Uh, I'm gonna tell you a little something she, about the director of this film. Oh, all right. Roberta Findlay also did adult films, hey. and it shows in this scene because it really works. Yeah, it's extremely erotic. Mm-hmm. It's quite romantic, and uh, yeah, really well shot. I'm into it. I was really into this. This is the last time we could say thank you movie for boobs too really there's another time but yeah the last kinda, the last two scenes where the girls were arguing over or discussing the financial that's stuff a thank you movie. that's a major thank you and movie. this is a thank you movie this entire sequence is uh, a really big thank there, you movie. this is the last uh, there's one more time with boobs in this movie and you can't really say thank you well, well i'll be the judge of that no 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 there's two more times and one of those times you can't say thank you one of the times you can't say thank you we'll see okay <laughs> Anyway, uh, so Kathy uh, that night has a nightmare. Uh, It's about her mother killing her father. And as Kathy is running down the stairs, her mom is chasing her. Her mom catches up to her and young Kathy screams and adult Kathy wakes up from the nightmare. She talks to Bob and that is our next clip. Hey, Kathy, it's all right. It was just a bad dream. Oh, God. It's so real. It was just like it happened that night. Just take it easy. It's okay now. I could even see my brother Phil hiding in the hallway. He hates me. 
He still blames me for what happened that night. I don't know why, but he does. I was just a little girl. I don't know why he blames me. I don't know why he hates me. He doesn't hate you. He's forgiven you. No. You're wrong. Some things can't be forgiven. Not even by a priest? No. Not even by a priest. Not by anyone. Oh my God! Wow, she's uh really well traumatized, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she's she's pretty much. I mean, I was raised by a mother like that, and I was fine. I mean, you're not. No, no, I'm good. No, 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 you're not. <laughs> Trust me. No, I'm fine. No, you're. you're not. I fucking said I was fine. Okay, buddy. All right, all right. Do the notes. You got it. You got it. Someone's getting a new tattoo next week. We cut to a bar, and Bob is making a visit to a man, and it becomes nefarious in our next clip. I just can't go through it. You sure about that, Steve? God help me, I've tried. I just can't do it. Your face. Sorry to hear that. Sorry for you, Steve. What's going to happen to me? I think you already know that. You made a promise, and you broke that promise. But I can't do it. That's your choice. It was a mistake. Right from the start, I never should have agreed to it. But you did agree. Can't you talk to them about telling me it's, it's just no good? Aren't you forgetting something? They made a promise, too, and they kept it. You didn't seem sorry about that. In fact, you seemed pretty pleased. You son of a bitch. You were goddamn happy. Yeah, I was happy, but not anymore. No, of course not. You were happy when they did what you needed. We did what you needed. Now you owe us. Something wrong, Steve? You don't look so well. You're always so cool. Damn it, talk to them. They'll listen to you. Talk to them. Why should I talk to them? I went out on a limb for you. I talked to them when nobody else would help you. You're a weakling, Steve. You made a promise, and you didn't keep it. Now you're going to have to pay the price. For God's sakes, Bob, you've got to help me. Help you? I have already helped you. You've run out of people that can help you. You make me sick. Please, Bob, I'll do anything for you. Seems to me I've heard that once before. (laughs) Dionysus. The Fool. This card in the Major Arcana foretells the advent of a new chapter in your life, Kathy. But you must risk something, too. A willingness to jump out into the unknown. The Death card. It's just a symbol. In this position, it simply means that you're in conflict over whether something should come to an end or not. This shows that you're being offered an opportunity for a new life. Providing you can let go of the old one. You read Tara better than you think, Rita. I told you about Bob. Well, I think I'm going to give up my career forming after we get married. Bob can support us easily, so there won't be any money problems. And and I really want to have babies. Kathy, that's prehistoric. When you meet Bob, you'll understand. He's so good to me. He doesn't want me to work. He wants me to stay home. He wants. He wants. I thought the younger generation was supposed to teach us something. Tell me, would he give up his career for you? Would he give up his mystery woman partner for you? Now, Rita, wait a minute. Kathy, you're a good friend. From what you've told me, you've never let someone else dictate your life. Nobody, no guy's ever loved me before. So what does the next card say? You poor child. It's just more of the same. The Knight of Cups means you're about to experience the insanity and utter recklessness of love. Can I ask the card a specific question? Sure. Well, I'm going to my brother's church to ask him to the wedding. Is it a good idea? Don't go. Well, why not? What does the card mean? He won't understand. What do you mean he won't understand? I don't understand. Rita, you're not making any sense. You're right. Want to help me clean up? This place is a mess sort of practice for your new life. Wow, that was some serious digs and shade she was throwing all over her. Yeah, right, man? <laughs> Shamed her for wanting to quit her job and be a stay-at-home mom and then really yelled at her for trying to talk to her family. Yeah, I don't know what was going on with that. I mean, it gets a little revealed later on and all, but it really seemed to me like it was 
coding her as a sort of lesbian lady who was lashing out at a woman who was happy to be in a relationship with a man and get those normal roles. And then also trying to insulate her from people who might you know, who might she be able to turn to. Yeah, so she yeah. has no one else and, and all of that. Yeah. yeah. Either way, there's some nefarious weird shit going on with and, that lady. And we see Bob being fairly nefarious, meeting a guy in the bar. Yeah, that whole discussion automatically gives away exactly what we're talking about yeah. because he's very clearly discussing a Faustian deal. Yes. I mean, it's so fucking obvious. Oh, big time. Yeah, and that's the part of the movie that veers a little bit, just a tiny smidge of a little bit away from the movie The Sentinel. And I really think they should have saved Bob for later. I was I was kind of like, wow, you're already going to give it up that it is the boyfriend. I mean, don't get me wrong, get a strong feeling, but, you know, you, you couldn't I hold did, I did, did mention that the director used to direct porn movies and therefore but, yeah. a quick shot like this that happens yeah. that just blows the water of the story is not all that shocking. <laughs> Kathy actually visits her brother and uh, that is our next clip. Well, can we go inside? Uh, no. It's been a long time. Yeah. What did you want to talk to me about? I'm getting married. And? Well, Phil, you're my brother. I want you to be at the wedding. It's in a church and everything. I'm marrying a wonderful guy. His name is Bob. Please say you'll come. Kathy, you could have told me this on the phone. It would have saved both of us a lot of time. You won't come? Phil, the bad dreams are back. I'm dreaming about what happened to Mom and Dad all over again. You're so real. I feel like it's happening There's again. There's something wrong with you, Kathy. And I can't help you. You're I have to go. The dreams, they're frightening. I feel like I'm going crazy. Then you don't need me. You should see a doctor. I do need you, Phil. You're the only one I can talk to about what happened. Talk to your husband. Past is dead, Kathy, just like mom and dad. Kathy, look, I don't want to see you anymore. I have my own life now, my life with God. And you can't be a part of that. I can't come to your wedding. Wow, her brother is an asshole. Yeah, man, real, real dickish there. You got to stick together. Much like many priests, he's running away from who he really is and hiding behind the frock. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's kind of shitty of him. Uh, so anyway, as he leaves, Kathy once again sees the little girl who tells her to go home. Then she has a vision of her dead mother covered in blood with the knife sticking out of her chest, saying the same thing to her. Bob comes home with pizza and Kathy is upset and cries that Phil will not come to the wedding. Well, I thought it was because he got the wrong type of pizza. Yeah, no, I did too. I was like, was there pineapples on that shit? Because I'd understand the tears. And Bob tells her that that's fine and maybe he's just crazy, like all the other crazy people out there. Then he uses a derogatory term towards uh, people who are homosexual, and that's not cool, but... Yeah, this movie's filled with hate. Yeah, a lot of it. A lot of of hateful, spiteful things being said in this film. And then uh, we get a weird pizza pizza eating montage of them drinking champagne and eating pizza yeah it would almost be sexual if i were craving pizza (laughs) which i was at the time yeah so i kind of enjoyed it it's so weird anything with food i could not sexualize so that whole scene we know i'm just not into it i don't know there's something about watching that actress (laughs) nibble on a piece of pizza (laughs) that really did it for me (laughs) this may just be me craving carbs (laughs) when you're deep in ketosis that's gonna be highly sexual for you it certainly was last night (laughs) when i watched the film yes oh man just Uh, thinking about it now i'm craving pizza (laughs) let's not put what i was gonna say in there 
Uh, Bob, in the next scene, Bob is out at that same bar where he met uh, uh, the other dude at. Yeah, it's uh, the bar sinister from yeah. Hellbent. Yeah. <laughs> and he starts hitting on one of the female bartenders there, uh, even talking about how he heard a guy flipped out there, and she said, yeah, they had to take him away in a straitjacket. The bartender's name is Sally, and surprise, surprise, she is a model, and Bob is a photographer, and we have more flirting, so you start to get, it's a little weird, Bob. It's obvious, Bob. Bob is a honeypot trap for yeah. whatever thing that's going on. And if you put two and two together, yeah. which isn't really that hard when you already see a Faustian deal, you know that Bob is enticing people to a life of Satanism in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Uh, more nightmares uh, of the freaky people uh, coming out of the walls for Kathy. Why they got to be freaky? Just because they got physical deformities. Well, they're also coming to trying to get her. Define get. Like coming after her. Like reaching for her? Yeah. Like gropey style reaching yeah. for her? Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Uh, And so she wakes up and decides, what the fuck? I'm going to play some music. So I think that's like her escape. They probably don't doubt it. They should have shown instead of her like with a flashlight on, they should have shown her putting on headphones and listening to like a classical music piece. Yeah. To establish that music is her escape for this kind of fear. Hey, stop trying to make a good movie. All right. We're watching (laughs) this fucking movie. Okay. They should at least have some fucking nudity in this scene to make it a little more worth our while. Maybe her eating a pizza while she's doing this naked yeah naked naked eating a pizza while playing an instrument really be talented but what i'm getting at is if they they established that she's a musician and then she plays music here to get rid of the heebie-jeebies they should have set that up when she was a little girl that she listened to music in some way shape or form dude there's so many things they could have done to make this a good movie yeah that's or a better movie i should say yeah like so many things that were just used and then not follow up done towards the end that's just i don't know all right anyway so they set up the pins but they never rolled the ball Exactly. Uh, we see Phil, and he's reading the Bible, and he does have a photo of his sister as a young kid on his desk. So there is some sort of caring there for his sister. Um, Probably not the kind that you'd want. <laughs> Kathy sees Rita while shopping, and show, and Rita shows her some silver earrings and decides to give them to her. Uh, Kathy also says she's going to be putting on her final concert before retiring from playing music. Is Rita the fucking scam artist psych? lady that was like yes, kind of that's like, her best friend she was like not necessarily kink shaming her but like non kink shaming yeah, her for was, being so she normal she was shaming her for wanting, wanting a normal life career. and being a domestic well, and, goddess and, and, and not saying that giving up her career as a musician is is giving up musicianry for a normal life either one is normal it's your decision you get to make it you giving up be her career one to way become or another. a housewife is what she's shaming yeah, her yeah. yeah Kathy is at home uh, from shopping and this is another weird kind of filler scene where she's listening to messages and watering a fucking plant. Yes. And again, weird filler spots here. That None of that was needed. Yeah, I guess they had a thing where they had to do it to 90 minutes, and then so they did this. It was like, what, two, three minutes, and yeah. then the seven-minute montage scene. And then we get a driving scene later on that literally pads the film from 75 to 90. Exactly. Uh, Bob calls with a problem at the studio, but really, he's just going out with Sally. Um, Sally was wondering why he's using a Polaroid to take pictures, and he says for test shots. Bob wants to show them to his partner Monica and then the two start making out. Yeah. So a quote unquote photographer who uses a Polaroid for test shots, not a photographer. No, that's uh so not a thing. The only thing missing is a black casting couch. Still not a thing. Mm. Oh no, unfortunately. It's a thing. That is a thing. <laughs> I've watched plenty of those to know that's a thing. <laughs> 
uh, Kathy is in the bath and thank you movie. Nope. Not nope. Because you don't see anything right now. And the only time you do is because someone comes in and it's her mother and her mother tries to drown her. It's the only time you see her boob is when she's being drowned. Ah, uh, still kind of a thank you movie. God, you're so, you know, we're going to get you that help. You're going to be <laughs> fine. Anyway, she wakes up and all that drowning was just a nightmare. Um, as Kathy is getting ready, she asked Bob more about Monica and if she's beautiful. Uh, she wants to know if there was anything with between Bob and Monica before they even met. And he can, you know, he calms her where he says, she's just my partner and it's only business. There's nothing, you know, any kind of other, you know, hanky panky going on. Yeah. Typical lady type thing where, oh, men and women can't get to be friends in any way, shape or form. There's no platonic friendship between man and a woman. So therefore. Yeah. You'll hear men say the same thing. Well, men yeah. Men and women all. The, insecure a lot of people. Them, yeah, yeah. Insecure people share yeah. that. Sure. Make my statement less sexist by default. Go for <laughs> it. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, while driving to the party, we see Drape's lady again. Kathy states they must pick her up because she might know her. But she could be a prostitute, Matt. Why not pick her up still? That's what the guy says. She's probably a prostitute. Well, let's pick her up. Well, if you're thinking that in your that's, head, that's she a... might be a prostitute, but yeah. your significant other wants to pick her up. Right. You pick her By up. By the way, that's the most conservatively dressed prostitute I've ever seen. Yes, but maybe she's one of those ladies that's all like, use your imagination. Yeah. Oh. And, and your illusion one and two. You mean like those Amish ladies. All right. Amish prostitutes are really hard to come by. <laughs> That's a specialist kind of thing. I heard they're really hard to come on too. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that lack of buttons really gets in the way. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so while driving, uh, they pick her up. While driving, the woman starts just repeating, don't go home. Don't go home. You don't understand. You must trust me. Don't go home. Uh, as Kathy looks back to Bob, she looks back, and then the woman is gone. Well, uh, she says something about how the lady's talking about don't go home, and then Bob talks some shit to her, and then all yeah, of a sudden like, we're not going just, home. We're going to a party. We're dropping the, you the off. The lady just disappears. Kathy's wondering how, and he's like, she just disappeared, and Bob's like just smacking her down, saying, no, it's I stopped. She probably fucking just got out of the car and He's left. not just slapping her down. He's gaslighting he her. He is hardcore Trumpian levels of gaslighting her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they walk up to his studio, and that becomes our next clip. It's not the greatest neighborhood in the world. Oh, wow. It's such a hard and precise neighborhood. It's not crawling in the I'm not going in there. What? I'm not going in there. Why not? I was born in this building. I lived here till I was 10 years old. You're kidding. No, I'm not. I'm going home. My God, that's what you meant. Don't go home. This is home. Jesus Christ, Kathy. You're going to listen to some weird woman that we meet on the West Side Highway who doesn't even know where we're going? I was really young. I didn't have many friends. There was these two girls that lived in the building, sisters. They asked me to play jump rope. There was this other girl. She wasn't real. What? They tried to strangle me. I would have died, but something made them stop. They were kids. You know how kids are. They were teasing you. They weren't trying to hurt you. No, you're wrong. Something made them stop. Someone. These things would come out of the walls. Horrible old people. They'd only come out at night. I was the only one that could see them. You were only a little girl who saw ghosts. Lurkers. I would call them lurkers. 
She could be so cruel. She teased me. It only made it worse. Kathy, that was a long time ago. Look, this is a building. We're going to a party. I will be with you. You cannot possibly think these things still exist. Look, all those terrible things that my mother did to me, to my father, to herself, I think it was the lurkers or whatever evil lived in this building made her do it. Kathy, that is ridiculous. Look, prove to yourself. Walk into the building that these things do not exist. No. I can't do it, Bob. I can't go in there. Honey, listen to me. You can't live like this for the rest of your life. Bob, I love you. You can't make me go in there. Look, you go to the party, you go upstairs. It's important for you to be there. I'm fine. Tell Monica I was sick or something. I'll go get a cab and go home. That is ridiculous. You cannot find a cab around here. Besides, I don't want to go to the party without you. Look, stay right here. I'll go upstairs. I'll tell Monica an excuse. And I'll be right down. Bob, thank you. <laughs> Wait right here. I'm not going anywhere. See you. All right, well. Can I just comment on the audio quality of these clips? Yeah. This is not your fault because this was the whole way through the movie. Yeah. But there is literally a bustling New York busy city street in the background of almost everything that's not in an apartment. Yeah. It is noosey as fuck and like really badly noisy to a point where you can't even make out some of the and dialogue. And they have music on top of all that bustling noise. Bad synthesizer music. Yeah. And it I, makes it really difficult to understand a single fucking thing that they're saying. I know. I but, put on the subtitles for some of these. But these scenes are just important because of clips. That. I mean, yeah. So good luck figuring out what it was the fucking yeah. people just said in that. I'm really sorry, folks, but that's your clip. That's the best we could do. Ugh. I even put noise reduction on that shit, and it still didn't do good enough. Fucking annoying. Fucking figure it out. Uh, let's see here. As Kathy waits, she starts hearing a crazy man yelling. Uh, we see him running with a sledgehammer, and he's chasing a young woman. Kathy also runs as they're running directly at her, and finds a payphone to try to call for help. As she checks the payphone, the cord has been cut. Um, she then sees the dude uh, from the bar, and he's like, as she keeps running, he's like crying up against the post, asking for God to help him. So he's not doing all that good. <laughs> she finds more payphones. Some are covered in blood, uh, and none of them are working. So she can't use anything. Um, what kind of a neighborhood is this guy's building? In? I don't know, man. It's a bad neighborhood. Uh, she runs into a gang that's like kind of hanging out at a park. Sure they're a gang. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what they're supposed to be. They look like the cast of Breaking 2. I found them about as threatening as I would the people in the Michael Jackson bad video that tried to shake him down. It reminds me of the sharks coming... <laughs> Hey, when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. No, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> to your first cigarette, to your last dying day. All right, all right. Calm down. And I will not have you mention the sharks in this house. All right, I'm sorry. I mean, not for nothing, but I'm getting sick of your guys' fucking dance-offs because it's holding up traffic during rush hour. <laughs> oh, and if one of us gets a switchblade, the dance-offs get really out of control. Long, too. I mean, I'm just sitting here. I'm like, can we be done already? But I'm impressed by the cardio. Anyway, uh, so anyway, as she runs runs away from the gang and she gets to be by like a cemetery and as she's walking to the cemetery she bumps into a hanging dead chicken uh while running she uh hears the crazy guy again and then she watches him catch up to the other woman and as he uh kind of hits her in the back she falls down and then he bashes in her head into pieces with the sledgehammer it was pretty decent of effect That's not yeah. bad that wasn't bad yeah it had the right amount of gruesome gore and they put a wig over top of the giant melon that they trauma smashed and had the hamburger come spilling out of 
so it looked pretty good. Yeah, that was actually really good. Kathy continues to run and then ends up right in front of her own building. As she thinks about going inside, Bob shows up and asks her where she's been as he's been looking all over for her. She tells him about the murder, but Bob doesn't believe her at all. He's pretty much gaslighting her again. And the more she tells the story about everything she saw, the more the crazier she sounds. He suggests they go up to the studio to call the police. And uh, then as they're going up, he even admits how it's weird that Monica bought the very same building that she grew up in. As they enter into the party, they meet Desmond, Monica's butler. She really, all she keeps asking for is a phone, but everyone else suggests a drink. Like, let's go have fun at the party. Uh, no one's taking her seriously about her need to call the police. Everybody is gaslighting her from the moment she walks into the Pretty party much. all the way through. Desmond gives you the creepiest fucking vibe in the world. Nah, I thought he was fine. Yeah, okay. See, that's that's pretty much a, yeah, yeah, that's a good signal that you probably should stay away from you Desmond. Should go ahead and leave Desmond alone. <laughs> Uh, Monica, oh, he seemed all right to me. <laughs> seemed all right to me. Anyway, Monica comes over to say hello, and Bob's. And finally, after pleading and pleading, at one point she said, "I'll call the goddamn cops myself." Bob says, "No, I'll call." She goes, "But I'm the one who saw it." And he goes, "Listen, I, you know, I know how to report a crime." And at one, you're point, too stupid to work a phone, lady. And again, this is something I was actually thinking about clipping, but unfortunately, uh, she uses a uh, or not Monica. Um, Kathy uses a pretty direct term for a person with mental yeah. disabilities. Yeah, mental deficiencies. Yes, yes. deficiencies. So uh, disabled people, if you will. Uh, Kathy decides to be Betsy Devros there and says a derogatory term and... <laughs> yes, and, and then, then cuts, and then the cuts funding. funding for everybody because this administration is nothing but pure, unadulterated fuckboy evil. So... Hey, hey, on behalf of all fuckboy evil, <laughs> yeah. I would like to disassociate myself <laughs> with this administration. <laughs> to which fuckboy evil said, hey, leave me out of this. <laughs> Exactly. Fuckboy Evil's like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> Listen, we're not defunding the fucking special fucking Olympics, okay? Yeah, that's not the kind of thing that Fuckboy Evil would do. And by the way, fuck you, Betsy. Fuck you. All right, get off your fucking political high horse and get onto the Psychosomanic cast with this shit. Uh, I'm sorry, all right? I mean, you're not wrong, but you're also <laughs> wasting our time. All right, all right, all right. We're, yeah, all right, all right. Anyway, um, Bob says he will finally go call and let Monica and Kathy talk. Uh, Monica is surprised that Bob wants a church wedding and believes in uh, Kathy asks Monica if she's married and Monica says she's a widow but she always feels like there's a part of him with her. Monica uh, cannibal. Yeah. She's a fucking cannibal. Monica gets a whisper in her ear and says she has to go but Desmond will show Kathy around. Kathy is already starting to wonder what's taking Bob so long calling the cops. Kathy, <laughs> It's pretty simple. He's not doing it. Yeah. You've been had, lady. Kathy is being shown around and tells Desmond she's sorry but she has to go looking for Bob as she goes around in one room she finds Rita and another woman in the bathroom prepping friend, prepping yeah they are prepping do you know what they were prepping yeah they they were they, those are enemas weren't they yeah that yeah. was an industrial sized enema yeah yeah they were they were they into were, some really cool kinky shit they were prepping their butt literally kinky they're, shit they're they're prepping their butts holes for some action were they or was this their fetish to oh, have enemas yeah just have Animals that could be their fetish. That could be the thing that they're into because there well, are some people who sexualize water power, if you will. Yeah, and here's where another boob pops out. Here you kind of say thank you, movie, because you know everyone's. Oh, I was saying uh, thank you, movie, to this scene because uh, yeah. she 
was they were inviting her politely yeah, to come her. join the party. They did invite her to come join the party. Yeah, and uh, she she politely said no. I mean, they were going to evacuate her bowels for her, and she just wasn't even into that. Maybe she already did it though. It's possible. Possible. I mean, if you're going to prepare for a full fledged anal blast, you need to prep that. Kathy seems like a girl who takes care of herself. You know what I mean? She holds herself in the highest regard. Oh, you think she's a high colonic kind of guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. Kathy just seems way too put together to you know, like like when they're like you're welcome to join us and she was just like you like i didn't already fucking think of that ladies thanks how else do you think i fit into this outfit <laughs> that like gives them both the finger and shuts the door <laughs> yeah it was it was purely a sexual thing for them with the oh, animus yeah. oh yeah this is the part of the movie where i'm like okay so are you trying to kink shame all these people saying that they're deserving of what these people are in this yeah apartment right? Building? that's right that's where i started going okay this is definitely them trying to be the sentinel and it's not working for me uh-huh. you need to see the sentinel now oh yeah i guess well anyway she checks another room and she runs into two old people having a threesome with a younger gal was that what was happening or was that a younger girl who was passed out and they were raping her because she didn't seem conscious but she seemed awake because you looked up at him okay but and then he was telling her get off there so i can jump on was he saying that to the older lady i thought he was saying it to the younger lady now i want to be on top and they were kind of flipping over i guess i don't know i don't know either way uh this this could be however it is and it's important to note that everyone that's involved in this shit in some way shape or form knows our main character kathy yes because they're all like kathy come join us and she was like uh and kathy knows them they're from part of her life yeah. somewhere and she's shocked that they're at this party she and they know dr. monica ruth now, i yeah. don't know if that was like a like a joke at, uh to you know like dr ruth no i think that know? was her actual it, doctor that was, that was yeah. her. but in the room she also finds the pictures that bob has taken of her yes and um, scattered out across the floor and yep. they were using that as part of their sexual play yes yes so anyway as she's kind of she closes that door and she's seen the pictures she hears a group conversation and that is our next clip Bob, I'll do anything for seems to me i've heard that once before open it that's all i ask but steve that's not all you're asking we know what's inside open it damn fool did you really think you could get away with this a bargain is a bargain and this was not what you were supposed to deliver. This is meaningless. You've unbalanced our book, Steve. You know what the price is. And it's not this! She's my child, my baby, my flesh and blood. We gave you everything you wanted, right? Success, money, power. Right, Steve? You made the deal. You wanted it. Really, Steve, you're such a worthless fuck. I can't do it. I can't send my child out there. Then why don't you go instead? You'll have to eventually... No, Michael, please. Just let us go. Go. Let you go? You're not going anywhere. But but, but you people have so much power, one more or less won't make that much difference. Steve, please, you're making it sound like we're being unreasonable. It's really not the way it is. We have no choice. You have no choice, don't you understand? Look, look, give me the photograph. I'll get you another child. Please. Anything to her, will you? That's something you won't live to find This is a waste of time. Desmond, would you please get Leo in here? Mm. When do you think we can begin? Uh, I'd say around midnight, isn't that when all hell is supposed to break loose? <laughs> Does she have any idea? Does she suspect you? Monica. Uh, darling. The girl is in love with me. She believes everything I tell her. What a fool. <laughs>
At this point, Leo the Killer comes in and starts beating the shit out of Steve. Uh, Kathy walks around the party and run, runs into Desmond. Uh, she asks to call the phone, use the phone to call a cab, and he says all the phone lines are down. Kathy asks another partygoer for her help, but he thinks that she's just high. And at, at one point, she starts going around to other people asking for help. But then Bob comes back into the room with Leo and the lurkers are also there. As Kathy's seeing all this, she passes out. So we see all the lurkers are in period dress. Like one's like a like a like a third a girl in the thirties and the uh, like a flapper dress, a thing. flapper dress. Yeah. And then one's like a, a World War One or World War Two veteran. It looks like coming back. I think it's World War One. That uniform looks much more like World War One. One looks like a guy like from like the seventies. You know, he's got like yeah, a laser suit on. It's all shortcutted period piece to show that it's a bunch of different decades, and it's really trying to drive the point home that if if you don't fucking get it by this point, this is a hell gateway or yeah. a hell mouth or a building that represents hell in some way shape or form will you stop giving away the movie the fucking trailer did it before we even got a chance to talk about you it you need to be better than the trailer <laughs> no i don't <laughs> uh as kathy's now waking up she's kind of in the bathroom she asks rita what they want rita says that the best to thing- give her an enema is <laughs> what rita wants rita says the best thing to do right now is not to fight it and to come to the bedroom and she can make her feel relaxed until it happens so rita's really trying to it got super Kathy, rapey real yeah. fast with this. Kathy just wants to be left alone, and Rita says uh, that's fine. She'll leave her alone for a couple minutes. Uh, then Desmond and Monica are talking, and that is our next clip. All really fucked up. Hmm? You mean with Steve? Yes, I told you he couldn't do it. I could sense he was greedy and spineless. <laughs> we should have just taken the girl instead of making deals and bargains. Why can't it be simple and straightforward? Why does Bob have to make such a big deal? Look, it wasn't Bob's fault. Sometimes these things happen, doesn't it? Well, maybe he can make up for it with Kathy. I'm sure he will. In fact, I think he already has. Love conquers all. Hmm. (laughs) From your mouth to Satan's ears, huh? Seriously, it's so fucking obvious that this is a goddamn hell mouth. Yes. I mean, well, and yeah. that they're all manipulating people to come to this building for that very reason. Uh, yep. And at this point, Kathy's alone in the bathroom and the mirror starts to bleed. Kathy starts looking around the bathroom, finds some hairspray and then blasts Rita right in the eyes and is able to run off. I thought she was going to find a tampon for the mirror, but well, she wasn't too worried about the mirror's time of the month. Yeah, she's just leaving that mirror to be embarrassed at the party. Well, I mean, the mirror was bleeding while staring at her. Yeah, it was a little uncomfortable. Yeah. But the mirror looked like it was asking for help. Oh, wait, that was her reflection. Yeah. I was just confused. Oh. Good thing she found the hairspray then to get out of there. Right. Uh, she gets out of the apartment, but no one really cares that she runs out. So you kind of already get this feeling that Kathy's kind of locked in. Yeah, she was fucked the minute she crossed the threshold. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's a fucking hell mouth. She's there. Blah, blah, blah. As Kathy makes her way down the stairs, she is stopped by the creepy albino kid like singing some sort of nursery rhyme. That she has been singing the entire film and it yeah. just keeps building from here. She heads but uh, Kathy heads back up and opens the door and she sees uh, a dude who's on a cross and he's like in a speedo underwear. It's kind of weird. We saw him earlier in the film. Like Did he we? was, in, yeah, he was involved with them in some way, shape or form and now he's crucified. Uh, I couldn't remember that. I think he was somebody that somebody else brought to the building or something like that that was supposed to symbolize because we see another guy that was crucified as well. Once again, you, you think maybe we could have seen like the two models and like they'd be crucified crucified but still talking about their portfolios. 
<laughs> with their tits out. Yeah. I mean, that would have just been amazing. I think that would have been great. Financial investments in your future. <laughs> crucifixion. <laughs> boobs. That's yeah. like three boxes of things I'm into hearing while sex. Or at least because of those like two, like, uh, here's the idea. Like seeing those two like being like punished or something because, you know, the one was bragging that she was a Mensa, you know, all, I mean, they're committing some form act of things that, you know, Satan would punish him for, you know, greed. Uh, <sighs> just get on with pride, it. We're almost yeah, done. I don't know. Get on with it. Yes, get on with it. I'm trying. Uh, she opens up another door and sees herself as a young woman, as a kid with her mom. And her, you see her mom actually taking the iron and burning her hand. Like which, we didn't know this yeah. was happening. Like we couldn't tell. She then sees a couple like in a, like, you know, leather. And there looks like they're getting into some S&M action. Kink shaming once again yep. movie. Thank you. Then she runs in the creep kid again. And the creep kid scene keeps saying, you can't leave home, Kathy. You can't leave home. Uh, then the kid starts choking her with jump rope again. Uh, she's able to get away, but she keeps running into her until Kathy reaches the roof. What's on the roof? She runs into Leo and then also sees Steve as he's on a cross. She's trying to help him, but Bob shows up, and that is our next clip. Who are you? Who are these people? Monica, the people at the party. Rita. Admirers. Kathy, I have brought you home. You should have listened to that woman on the highway. Remember she said, don't go home? Who is she? Let me put it this way. She's no longer alive. <laughs> She's not very different from one of your lurkers. Lurkers? The very same. She tries to warn people about us, but they don't listen. You didn't. Oh, Bob, that girl I saw murdered, I did. Yes, you did. Sometimes, Leo, he gets a little carried away. I don't understand. Are you a criminal in the mob? Lord, no. <laughs> this is about hell, eternity, the darkness. It's simple, really. This is a special house. We all lived here at one time or other, and when our time is up, we must return to it to die. You lived in this building? Yes, Kathy, as a child just like you. You had just moved out after the tragedy. Mom and I moved in. Did your mother ever teach you about hell? Yes. Did she tell you where it was? No. Well, you're standing in it. <laughs> and what you call lurkers are nothing more than the damned. Oh my God. Hey, Kathy, stop this foolishness. Come down from there. Uh, like you couldn't see this coming a mile away before he just comes right out and explains it to you in great detail about everything that you're currently seeing. Right. Uh, Kathy tries to run up higher, but is once again stopped by Leo. This is leading her to an entire group now. Almost everyone at the party, plus lurkers, are now on the roof. They are... On the what? On the roof. Okay. Oh, and they are... <laughs> like, what do you think I said? Uh, the, the, the rough. <laughs> that is how you pronounced it. I said rough. Uh, <laughs> Did you? I said rough, you motherfucker. Then, uh... Uh, she is being led uh, to uh, the ledge of the building, and that is our final clip. You were right to be afraid, Kathy. Welcome home. I think you should be proud. After all, it's not every night that they come out, and they've come such a long distance. And what I thought I saw coming out of the walls? You saw them. They were real. This must be a dream. <laughs> it can't be happening. Oh, yeah. You see, it's no dream. There was a mistake. Remember when you were a child? You were supposed to die. Remember the jump rope? Your mother? Well, the accounting got screwed up. We're just balancing the books. Our master craves order. Not too common image for the Lord of Darkness. <laughs> Bob, why did you pretend to love me? We use all sorts of different methods for our ex-tenants, Kathy. We love Steve. We use power, money, you know, 
he fucked up. So he's being punished. And with you, <laughs> it was easy. Love. It works every single time without fail. <laughs> Kathy, we were chosen to bring his flock home. And the master rewards us here on Earth. Those who lived in this house will go to hell when they die to serve our master. Phil, my brother! That's right, Kathy, your sanctimonious brother, too. They'll come back to us to die here one way or the other, Satan willing. He knows that there's something wrong, but he's not sure. He thinks it's you. He doesn't know it's the house. There is no escape, Kathy. There are thousands of buildings like this all over the world, and all the evil people in the world have been raised in them. They were born in hell. Just close your eyes for a big surprise. Don't be afraid. Just a few more steps and you'll be across. At this point, uh, Kathy is enclosed until she falls off the roof of the screen. We cut to Phil at the church as he is kind of reading some different documents. And Monica comes dressed in as a nun and is known now as Sister Monica. So she is now in Phil's life. So probably going to start directing them that way. I'm really kind of enjoying her because, you know, me and nuns, the bad habit. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. I'm doing finger guns, by the way. Pew, pew, pew. Anyway. That's exactly what it's like when. Whenever I watch Nunsploitation, it's pew, pew, pew. Oh. <laughs> All shields are currently down. Yeah. <laughs> Bob is, uh, we cut to Bob. He's driving Sally to the studio to meet Monica. She's Folks wearing... will probably remember Sally as the side piece earlier in the film. Yes. He's been working her with that whole I love you horse shit. She is wearing the earrings that uh, that uh, uh, Rita had given to um, uh, Kathy. It uh, must in some way, shape, or form make you extremely stupid and fall for gas lighting that much easier yes but i'm delaying the point let's get this over with all right we're almost done sally is also a former tenant of rick's studio as after he tells her the location um after a while they pick up drape lady only this time drape lady is kathy also repeating don't go home don't go home and he once again uses the line about how she might be a prostitute yes and seeing that it's kathy i'm really wishing she would be (laughs) and that i could go find her and then we roll credits Holy fucking shit. Now, I know I bitched a lot about it, but overall, I did really like the movie. I did, too. You know, as long as that you didn't like I didn't watch the trailer beforehand. So luckily you listen to it. So or anything like that. So I recorded the fucking trailer before I watched the fucking movie it and ru- it seasoned and ruined everything for me. Take out that the stupid filler shit just to get your movie to be over an hour and 30. This would be a great hour and 15 minute long movie. 75 minutes max. You trim it down. Yeah. You get rid of you. You can have some of the photographic montage stuff in, but you trim it down heavily you know what keep the photographic stuff with the sally yeah character you don't need it with kathy well there's some of the stuff with sally where he's actually talking to her where that's definitely important but it should also be established that he was doing this with kathy but not for as long as it went on yeah that's true yeah i mean exploitation is a landmine for this kind of stuff you can expect some filler or there's going to be something in the movie that's going to turn you off but then they find a way to try exploitation oh this is totally exploitation nice yeah this this is a total grindhouse this is kind of a 42nd Street style movie. More of a, a probably a more on the light side of exploitation, though. Uh, 
the sex and stuff that's in it, like the sex scene and stuff that's in it is kind of tame, but this is the kind of thing that would have been played in those kind of theaters. I gotcha. Sometimes an exploitation is just taking a plot line from another movie and then making another movie on top of that same plot line uh-huh. and then quickly turning around and releasing it. That's what this movie feels like to me. All right. This movie feels like a direct ripoff of The Sentinel in some way, shape, or form, or at least that kind of storyline that they're trying to do. And it also feels like they're cashing in on the satanic panic, you know, yeah. by having yeah, people fear true. of damnation yeah. the hell. Devil and, and yeah, because that's around the time frame that this was in is like the mid to late and 80s. Look, you can't control. It's not like, like Kathy's a bad person. She just, you, if you live in that building, you're going to hell. So now it doesn't even matter what kind of person you are. Well, you're tainted and they're going to try and get you back. Yes, because yeah. she should have died in the building to make it be one of the more of the souls that they collect, which is a really interesting concept. And I guess if I really wanted to, I could try and apply the whole income inequality aspect to this, that because they were forced to live in this kind of a building uh-huh. at that point in time that they were automatically doomed doomed to a hellish existence. I mean, there's some interesting stuff that you can kind of peel back and look at with this. And there's definitely what the ladies talking about the financial stuff and the investment and how they, they so got this big trust fund from their daddy. With that. Yeah, there's there's something that they could have played at there with income yeah. inequality a little bit, but, but, but even if it's just a quick behind one of the doors and they're being like tortured for some reason because, you know, greed and shit. Or they're funding some of these operations because that's part part of the deal you know and the whole thing about like the one guy was supposed to bring his daughter so he sold his daughter's soul yeah even though he was already doomed himself yeah for more fame or power or whatever power. it was that he, yeah yeah and then he couldn't he tried to renege on the deal yeah like having a kid is so hard to do that you can't just make another to replace that one but you don't know court what you have an emotional attachment you loved your child <laughs> what you're serious y- yeah the emotional attachment yeah seriously yeah oh god damn it let me write that down. You know how you feel about your cats? No, I could never give one of them up. Just like that. For a kid. Yeah, that's how I feel about my son. That's not how parenting works. It is. That's how I feel about my son. Oh, God damn it. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Let's, let's sum it up the movie here. I would say give it a shot and let's watch it. Now, this same director, yeah. uh, Roberta Findlay, I think is how you pronounce her last name. She directed the movie that we'll be reviewing next week. Oh. So what I'd kind of like to do is a sort of compare and contrast mm-hmm. the two movies decide which one we like better because as far as i can tell the other one's called primeval that's going to be next week all right and it looks like it may be somewhat of a variation on the similar theme as what we got here uh-huh. with hell and damnation yeah. and that kind of stuff so similar topics let's see which one kind of handled it better and we'll kind of do a compare and contrast unless primeval blows us away in such a way that that's all we want to talk about and really dig into primeval yeah and then we'll just kind of do that just kind of be like and it was obviously so much better or whatever yeah i honestly don't know i think they were made in the same time like at the same year they may have been shot back to back it may even feature some of the same people i didn't really look too close into primeval maybe some of the same sex i well i would certainly hope there's some sex in it yeah because it's directed by a lady who also did pornography yeah and from judging from the sex scene that i've seen in this movie she clearly makes quality yes she only believes in the highest of quality of sex scenes so if you're out there listener and you know roberta finlay's adult career of the cinema that she made of that nature and you have some recommendations for us that what? may get added to the stack oh yeah oh right <laughs> giggity but i'm hoping it's the kind of thing that matt won't be into oh right giggity like all sorts of food play and finger sucking oh 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 yeah no oh while matt's there trying to hold back all of the hurl we're gonna take another mm. break here we'll play a promo for another podcast that really wishes it wasn't equated to that weird shit i still want pizza we'll have a little bit of music befitting of uh, the lurkers and when we come back we'll have 
have some PSYOP news. This is not a test. This is the Psychosemantic Podcast. Announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. A few days ago, I called the news the enemy of the people, and they are. They are the enemy of the people. We have Ben Jacobs, that's the guardian of century, the Senate voted on seven Supreme Court nominees during election years, and it approved all but one. So just to, just to put a button on this, are you ruling it out 100%? Yeah. Are you crazy? Is that your problem? Politics, movies, political movies, the Psychosemantic Podcast better known as the psycho semantic cast in the ION. Yes. Lose your face, lose your name, then get fitted for a suit of flame. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing watching you light up that you actually recognized the song like, for hey. once. You're like, I know this. This played on MTV. <laughs> you got an MTV? Not right now. I mean, well, you had it, though? I guess. Fucking look bastard. <laughs> it's like kind of the only cable channel that we had. <laughs> we had like MTV, and that uh, was 
was pretty uh, much the it. USA Channel. That was it. Oh yeah, USA was a big part of my childhood. Yeah, yeah, we bonded over our love of USA, uh, talking about up all night and uh, all that kind of stuff. Up all night. And you watched Commander USA, didn't you? I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Th- that was like Saturday afternoon. He was a superhero looking kind of guy. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. The guy who played Commander USA recently passed, and that really kind of uh, brought him back into my mind. Hey, you know, we just saw it. Uh, uh, the actor from the Day of the Dead passed away. Last Joe Polito. Yeah. yeah, it's still too soon. Too soon? Yeah. yeah. Damn, man, I can't believe that. Yeah, man, just everybody's dropping left and right here and there. Yeah, it's- and hopefully that's not in this week's Psyop News. This comes from Jason Gray. That is actually Jason from Can't Pronounce His Podcast Name, Triska Dillifiles. <laughs> well, uh, he uh, put on the news, a woman's tongue gets inseminated by squid after eating undercooked seafood. Everyone will be coming on my face. Well, okay. Uh <laughs> OMG, a jizz drinking game. Were you ever told that if you swallowed any apple seeds, a tree would start growing in your stomach? Well, these medical case studies are a bit like that, but 100 times worse. My gum has a cure for cancer. It it did it, it, it does. Pulling uh, it just to pull it. Uh, that or they just had a bukkake mouth party. A 63-year-old woman in South Korea had her mouth inseminated by sperm after, eat- to me! <laughs> after eating some undercooked seafood, resulting in doctors discovering 12 small white spin shaped bug-like sperm bags embedded in her tongue and gums. Sexy. Okay, so she ate an undercooked encephalopod or something along those lines. Something. Like one of one, one of the ones that can like fertilize itself kind of deal. Probably. And she got her tongue pregnant. Yeah. Shut up. Are you talking about penises? <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Uh, kind of. <laughs> As documented in a 2012 edition of the Journal of Parasitology, the foreign bodies were identified as squid spermatophores. This horse sex is a thing. Sperm containing capsules belonging to a Japanese flying squid. Rather foolishly, the woman had not removed the internal organs of the squid and proceeded to only parboil it for a few seconds before eating it. And I'm going to fuck it to death. Meeting the spermatophores were still alive and well. That or they just had a bukkake mouth party. As soon as she put a piece into her mouth, she felt like many bugs were biting her oral mucosa. I got Botox. In my scrotum. The study reads, she experienced severe sharp pain and spat out the entire portion without swallowing. I have the most confused erection right now. Lame. (laughs) Did she spit? (laughs) Did she spit? That's swallowed. Lame. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Despite that, she could feel many small squirming bug, white bug-like organisms penetrating her oral mucosa. And there's a lot of wang around. Always looking for wang. Yeah. (laughs) Even after This is getting more and more fucked up. I know. Even after they were removed from her mouth, a little spermophores were reportedly still squirming around. Hey, bro, I can't get it up. It's worth highlighting that these things are not literally organisms or bugs. They are spermophores. Effectively, a sack of sperm used by a fair few invertebrates in some vertebrates to fertilize the female eggs during reproduction. So they're not actually baby squids anymore. Then They are just pretty much uh, any more than sperm is a baby human. Hey, 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 there are creationists that will argue that. Well, fuck them. <laughs> 
this woman's tongue they're they're aborting lives they're they're destroying lives by removing these things from this woman's tongue she should be forced to carry it to term <laughs> oh god i don't want to know what that looks like uh, i don't know but i just threw up in my mouth yeah I think right. that's going in the spank nevertheless thing. it is still a very strange case as scientists are not sure how the spermophores managed to implant themselves into the woman's Mostly mouth because i put my penis inside of you bareback in 2011 a 21 year old woman in japan i'm seeing a trend here suffered <laughs> don't eat fucking raw fish man suffered a similar experience after eating the sexual organs of a raw squid as documented in pathology international she also felt a stinging sensation okay all right don't eat squid junk don't do stop it stop it just stop eating squid cock <laughs> clip clip <laughs> the right fourth arm of a mature male of the tordardus pacificus serves as i think that's how you pronounce jason's podcast name <laughs> serves as the genital organ this is like of the Trace's animal death fucked porno using this arm the squid grabs the sperm bag that comes out of of its penis impresses it against a female's body the study's authors explain he better be doing that with consent <laughs> consumption of a, put a put a rubber on that damn arm will you nobody wants your fucking sperm sack dude <laughs> wrap that up <laughs> Hashtag me too. Uh, uh, consumption of a squid with sperm bags in an active ejaculatory apparatus can lead to unintended ejection of the sperm bag and injury to the oral mucosa. I don't know how, but somewhere in there is a clip. There's something in there. Uh, the whole process is actually autonomous, meaning that the squid's sex organ is prone to firing off without any conscious decision by the squid. Circle jerk. I've been Man, there. I've been there. Been there. We've all been there. Totally been there. <laughs> totally been there. <laughs> In my late teens, totally. Totally, man. Totally. Yeah. You went to bed with all the best intentions, just sleeping. You wake up, it's a fucking mess. Yeah, but that I never complained about. That was just like a fucking, you know, put a glad bag on it with a twist tie and hope <laughs> for the about, best. Tell about your first time in the backseat with a girl, and it's like, okay, and it's done. <laughs> Sure, it was with a girl. <laughs> sure, I wasn't completely by myself. Self in the back just practicing and getting too excited. It's like playing tennis, you know, but you're just playing up against the house. At some point, someone's screaming 40 love either way. <laughs> oh, let's see. The moral of the story is pretty damn clear. Don't eat raw squid sex organs. I eat just said that. Yeah. <laughs> eat undercooked food, especially raw animal products, always comes with a risk. Lastly, don't expect your friend, your friend, calamari to impregnate your tongue most squid you get in a restaurant won't include sex organs and failing that it should have been cooked enough to kill any spermophores yeah deep fry your fucking cock that is clip <laughs> nice <laughs> deep fry your fucking squid cock before you eat it exactly also a clip we probably <laughs> you hear that new orleans people it just sounds like something they would do <laughs> don't eat raw animal fucking junk <laughs> it just sounds, don't do it you too florida i'm looking at you florida and you people of new orleans looking at what looking do you mean you, you people <laughs> what do you mean you people <laughs> i mean this is done yes this, no we are no over. more no more we're gonna take a final break here we're gonna play a podcast promo from our buddy darren once again proving darren dude still not mad at you it's still not mad darren it's a 
a thing. Just so you know, it's that's a thing. We're not that we're not mad at Darren. Well, no, Darren needs to know that we're not no, mad at him. It's a, it's thing. a thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Darren, we're not mad we're at you. Totally Darren. not mad at you. Proof positive. We're playing promos from both your podcasts. But there, there you go. We're gonna have a little bit of more music that is befitting of the lurkers. And when we come back, we will close out this overlong weird ass squid junk eating show. Are you sick of the same old stale podcast? Well, then join Vanessa and Darren as they dissect movies of all kinds. The two lifelong cinema lovers bring their favorites, curiosities, and first-time watches to the operating table and inject them with a healthy dose of snark. Then there's the waiting room, where they examine books and short stories. So just look for them on Apple Podcasts. And where fine podcasts are available, they're part of the Legion Podcast Network. Follow them on Twitter at VD Clinic Pod. Join them on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash VD Clinic Pod. Or email them at vdclinicpod at gmail.com. They're ready to cure what ails you. <laughs> and still, they just might be a little contagious. That song still gets me going. It's from Dehumanizer. Black Sabbath with Ronnie James Dio singing, man. Gazoomtite. I showed Matt I had goosebumps all up and down my arms. I was like freaking the fuck out when that riff hit, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I love this stuff, man. I don't know. Can we get this done in time for the song to come back by the end? Do you think we can do it? Let's try it. All right. So our main launching and landing page, legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. You can join the Facebook group Cinema Psyops where we currently have people making brands of corpse wine. Yes. Like fake photography of that and it's brilliant. It's awesome. If I missed you, tag me in the post like in the comments because I'm putting them on the announcements as they come in. I can only do three at a time so some are going to start falling off but they're fucking hilarious and I love them. Yeah, they're so great. If I ask for it and you guys make the photography the photography if you will of this stuff, I will try to mark it as an announcement for at least a brief period of time till more come along because I fucking love them guys. They're hilarious. Yeah, right? You can find me on Facebook. I am Court Psyops. You can find Matt on Facebook. He is Matt Psyop. 
You can email feedback to Matt, psyopmatt at gmail.com. Let him know he's actually doing a pretty decent job with the reviews, even though he clips way too goddamn much. How dare you, sir? Yeah, you're recording them yourself now. Once you start editing them yourself, I don't care how many clips you do. <laughs> I'm going to clip on an entire fucking movie. <laughs> as long as you edit it properly, I don't care. You can email feedback to court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com, and let him know that he needs to start doing the reviews again. The show has gone way downhill. Fuck me. I mean, you're, they're not wrong. They wouldn't be just wrong. just saying. Yeah. You can twit a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the Twitter. I'm at court underscore psyop, and he is at psyop Matt. Not feeling so much as a hate-filled shit fest this time. No. I'm starting to block a bunch of people out of there and just getting rid of all of the various uh, voices that I don't need to deal with. Now, I'm not saying an opinion that may be different than mine. I'm just saying shitheads. Yeah. And at the risk of sounding like Matt and Trump, there are shitheads on both sides. There are shitheads <laughs> everywhere. Shitheads constantly, regardless of your internal personal philosophies. Yes. Now, on the Instagram, we are cinema underscore psyops, where you can see photos of my cats, what current keto level I am or am not at, and just various other things that catch my fancy and that I post. And by the way, everyone out there that's been sharing me photos and or links to their favorite Instagram models, a tip of the hat and a cigar to you. <laughs> tip, of the, tip of the fedora to you, my friend. And that brings us to the end of our show housekeeping. Only time will tell if we actually made it just enough to where we can actually have After All the Dead finish out this show. While you're out there eating your various calamari, make sure you deep fry that cock, folks, because otherwise your tongue gonna get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And while you're consuming that, kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. Christmas card last year. A lot. Okay, so... Don't send Christmas cards. Your wife does. Oh, God. I'm assuming she just goes through your fucking footage in the lab. Footage? Footage. Footage. Uh. Well, at least you got a sure flow going. I know, right? It, it smells like asparagus. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, enjoy that asparagus dinner you're going to have tonight. I will never eat asparagus. <laughs> I don't care how healthy I have to be. Really? I like asparagus. Not bad. You would. Oh, Jesus. What the fuck? I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what it means. <laughs> Just fucking move on. I'm done talking about asparagus. <laughs> I watched that three times and almost put that as a clip just to have everyone watch it just for nothing else other than the the fine the sound financial advice people were getting. But because it had zero to do with the actual story of the movie, I kept waiting because I'm like, I would have clipped it. Number one, there was so much of it. And in fact, I think I had it clipped and I deleted it. <laughs> I think I clipped it because I'm like, it was so long. I'm like, there's no way this isn't somehow going to come back in part of the movie. And then you went to the end of the movie, discovered that it didn't, and, and went all, back and deleted it. And I watched the whole movie all throughout. 
and I, I noted which clip number it was because I'm like, I have a strong feeling it's going to have nothing to do with it, but I'm going to pray and hope it does. Got all the way to the end of the movie, I'm like, that fucking was in there for no fucking reason other than have a couple of girls showing tits and talking about financials. Yeah. Also, not a Menza. Uh, not a me- Yeah, you're not Menza? No. No? You probably could be, I wonder. I don't know. I never actually got a chance to test <laughs> for it, so. Does it cost money to test for it? I think so, yeah. Oh, uh, does it? No. Yeah, it's more like an achievement thing. Yeah. I don't know. I can tell you what my IQ score is off the air. Okay. <laughs> I actually don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't really care. Well, you already placated my ego saying that I could possibly be I a think Menza, you probably so. could get in there. Yeah, do your notes. I'll look it up. We'll see. I was eyeballing up all the stuff in the racks in the background and, like, trying to tally up in my head if I could get a hold of any of that equipment. Oh, yeah? And I paused it to look up part numbers and things. <laughs> I zoomed in to try and find part numbers and see what those things were. And then I realized I don't need to be doing this. I need to finish this movie. Yeah, you have to finish the movie, man. <laughs> what are you doing? The movie ain't shopping. It's, it's watching. Anytime I see an audio rack, it's shopping. Yeah? <laughs> Anytime you see any rack, it's shopping. Am I right? Well, depends upon the rack, yeah. but usually I'm I'm buying. <laughs> the director used to direct porn movies, and therefore, but, yeah. a quick shot like this that happens, yeah. it just blows the water of the story, is not all that shocking. <laughs> I mean, the dialogue's better, so we got a better screen. Right. Is it, though? Because the porn in this time frame had really good dialogue. Oh, that's true. I don't know. There were more stories than fucking in a lot of that stuff. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the fucking just happened to be there. You really had to fast forward through a lot of shit just to get to the good stuff. Not necessarily. I watched Debbie Does Dallas for the story. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm and I sorry. was interested in Deep Throat for the dramatic character. Really? Arcs. Mm-hmm. No, seriously. No, you weren't. Yes, I was. You were lying to me. Hey, man, the dick wants what the dick wants. <laughs> My dick wants character development. <laughs> Court's dick needs character development. Right? I need the plot. I need the story. I need the drama. Or how's your dick supposed to get interested? Exactly. My dick is a lot more sensitive than I am to other people's wants and needs. Has a lot more emotional range than you do? Yeah. A significant amount more emotional range than me. Yeah, you are very different because mine is less. And uh, that is our next clip. Seriously, did you do any notes? Yes. All right. Listen, I was going to even say these three clips were kind of all stacked up, and now there won't be another one for a while. Bob comes home with pizza, and Kathy is upset and cries that Phil will not come to the wedding. Well, I thought it was because he got the wrong type of pizza. Yeah, no, I did too. I was like, was there pineapples on that shit? Because I'd understand the tears. <laughs> so you're not a pineapple and ham kind of fan? No, you put pineapple on the fucking pizza, and I'm going to have a real fucking problem. When did people turn on Hawaiian pizza? I don't know. When I, did that become a thing? Well, you know what? I don't think it's a, it's it's a, a thing. Is it a thing? Oh, yeah, there's a lot of people that are all about uh, people hate Hawaiian it. pizza. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? I think it's one of those stark flavors. Like, I think I'm the same way, not just against Hawaiian pizza. You put a fucking anchovy in a fucking pizza and we're going to have a fucking problem. But there are people who swear fucking by it. It's just a salty fish that you can eat the entire piece of it. Yeah, I don't need that in my Head life. To tail. I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need that in my life. At one point in time, I may have enjoyed anchovies on pizza, but I think that was just a way to make sure no one else would eat my pizza. You know, I think that's what my dad loves Hawaiian pizza. Loves it. Uh-huh. And I think that's why. Because no one else will touch he it. Just, he, like, there's no way if you ever knew his dietary, like, like, you know, what he usually eats. He's such a meat and potatoes guy mm-hmm. that him wanting a Hawaiian pizza sounds weird. I think he just grew up in a, you know, he was uh, one kid of six, and then he's got a family of his own that's his wife 
his son and his daughter, and we all just gouge out a pizza. So I think he just started going, fuck it, I'm going to start enjoying Hawaiian pizza. That way I make sure I have a pizza for myself <laughs> that the family won't fucking touch. Nice. I know. They just outsmarted the rest of us. I used to do that with garlic in my household so I could actually get pizza. Oh, yeah. Because I would have to go up against my dad when I was a kid. But my wife likes garlic on pizza as much, if not more, than me. Oh, you, oh so, it, it fucked you. So now I just have to take the pizza and run like a wild cat. I get really spicy pizza. Like, I put spicy shit on my pizza, and that way I know I get my own. I can see how interested we are in talking about this <laughs> uh, It's just really fucking... Return of the outtakes. <laughs> I'm just saying. Welcome to the pizza podcast <laughs> Court Matt, something we're really fucking about. keto is making me really fucking crave pizza. Oh that's yeah, like, that's like my meal, man. I had to when I was like really neck deep in keto. That that was like yeah, that was like my number one thing. Us talking about pizza is just making me want more pizza. So let's just move on. Pizza. God, now I fucking want pizza. What the dick? I'm gonna have to order pizza on the way home. This podcast now sponsored by Papa John's. It's <laughs> like pizza, but tastes nothing like it. <laughs> by the way, we got rid of that racist CEO of ours. <laughs> But we really didn't. We really didn't. But he's gone. But he's gone. But he's not. Hey, look at Jimmy John's. <laughs> you know, we're going to get you that help. You're going to be fine. <laughs> it's court appointed, so now yeah, I have to do I it. I mean, it may cost us the show because you won't be the same fucked up guy, but at least you'll be healthy. Oh, like therapy's ever cured anybody of anything. What, what are you, going to the Scientology route? Sure. Yeah, oh, God. Yeah. Gonna, I'm going to rid myself of Thadens. You're just, you're just going to become a 180 degree degrees different kind of asshole <laughs> i would personally like to apologize to our scientologist overlords because matt is an ignorant bastard and has no idea just how much good you do in the world i for one welcome our new tom cruise overlord and by overlord i mean extremely short insecure bastard who's trying to pretend like he's not gay that wasn't me that was court just to let you guys know that they're always fucking listening man they hear everything yeah whatever they don't care about us you know if you say tom cruise's name three times i think he shows up no that weren't true then he'd be at like every fucking opening of every fucking car dealership ever He's there. <laughs> Just don't see him. No, because he's lost in the crowd because he's so fucking short. <laughs> oh, man. If uh, I'm taller than you, you short. Yeah, you, you short dick. Wait. Sure, make my statement less sexist by default. Go for it. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Damn it, I want to build on the court as a misogynist jokes from last week. <laughs> which really aren't jokes. Don't worry. Court mandated therapy will help him get rid of that. <laughs> and women, it's all their fault. <laughs> I'm just going to start saying shit like that. <laughs> say shit like that. Fucking women. It's all their fault this scene wasn't edited better. Then after then after therapy, it's just going to become fucking men. If it were for men, this world would be great. He will once again be a 180 degree different kind of shithead. Oh, God damn it. It's, it's the millennials. It's all the millennials' fault that this film wasn't edited better or, or deliver on a story more. Fucking Gen Xers. Wait, that might be people who actually be, made this. Yeah. <laughs> Amish prostitutes are really hard to come by. <laughs> That's a specialist kind of thing. I heard they're really hard to come on, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and that lack of buttons really gets in the way. <laughs> One of these days, some Amish person somewhere somehow is going to hear this. Going to get an electronic device, get real pissed off, preloaded with our show, <laughs> and the next thing we know, it's going to be horse and buggies all do around we, the studio. Do we know? Do we know? We probably know some asshole who lives in Amish country. They're just going to go through their houses, blaring our show at them. 
<laughs> from the car. I won't name any names, but I know of at least a fellow podcaster who could possibly do that. I yes. think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm pretty sure okay. I know of at least really? one that could oh, do that. Jesus. The only reason I'm not mentioning it because I don't think he wants me to reveal where it is that he lives. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. We're going to be inundated with a bunch of Jebediahs, aren't we? No, they'll, they'll turn the other cheek. It'll be fine. Oh, that's good. It's just that our photo will be up on every single Amish furniture and fudge shop oh. everywhere. Oh, I love the fudge. Oh, wait. That, it'll be a sketch. It'll have to be a sketch. It'll have to be a sketch, yeah. <laughs> And the A and the T and the I or M Lose your face, lose your name